So we are already within 30 days of the Yantiv of Pesach, and we know the Shulchan Aruch tells us based on different Gemaras and Shas that Shoilim Behilchos Pesach Chaydim Pesach Within 30 days, we are supposed to ask questions. We are supposed to be learning the Halachas of Pesach. So, in our Chayadim Shem for the next few weeks, we will focus on the Halachas of Pesach. This year, I mean, there is a lot to learn. It could take many years to go through the Halachas of Pesach 12 minutes a day. So I would like to focus, at least begin, with Klal Kufchaf Hei. So it's Chelek Bey's Klal Kufchaf Hei. Dine Hagala, the halachas of Kashrin Kalim. And then we'll move on to the next Klal, which discusses kidneys, different Minhagan people have. And then over the next few years, Be'ezras Hashem, we will go through the other halachas of Badikas Hametz, of selling Hametz, of Dalakai. So there are many different categories in halacha when it comes to Hilchah's Pesach. So there, there are differences between during kashering for during the year and kashering for Pesach, and I will point them out as we move along, move along in, in the shiurim. So <clears throat> many people they get nervous or they give up when someone took the wrong spoon and fried an egg with a spatula that was a milk spatula and a flashic frying pan, and in their mind, okay, Rabbi, I want to, I'm gonna throw everything in the garbage. Can I eat the food? Or I understand everything's garbage. They're just telling me news brief that they that they trafed up their kitchen. However, there is a, a halacha, there's a concept of galas kalim, of kasher kalim, that even if a person messed up, you used the wrong spatula, spoon, whatever the situation was, first of all, very often uh, in, a, in a typical home, the, the rav will be able to say the food is mutter. Usually something was enib and or it wasn't typically basar b'chalav. And... Very often, even the kalim will be mutter, so it's always kedai to ask a shayla. And finally, even if the food is asr, even if the kalim became treif, or became asr to use the chachila without kashering, it is not too difficult to kasher for, in most situations, and uh, it's kedai to go through the halachas. Additionally, many people, even if they won't kasher things during the year, when it comes to Pesach, they're turning over their kitchen, they're busy kashering counters and sinks, and ovens, microwaves, dishwashers, and some people will, will only kasher certain parts, will cover everything. So Bez Hashem will go through each part uh, or each section of your kitchen. We'll talk about sinks, we'll talk about countertops, different types of material, what you could kasher, what you shouldn't kasher, what's a chumr not to kasher, which materials can you not kasher, doesn't work, which ones don't need kashering. So Bez Hashem will go through all these things. Now typically I will fall back on, on the uh, CRC policy. That's just because I work for them, and that is my a lot of my learning in the world of kashras comes from the CRC information. But I am not uh, totally bound by their psak. I'm just gonna, going to fall, fall back on them in the, in the default situation. Okay, so the way I like to teach the halachas of kashras is, first, I'll just give you an introduction. Let's say a person decides it's time to buy a grill or to buy a uh, smoker or something. You're buying a nice uh, cooking utensil. But you decide, you know what, why should I buy a brand new one? I could buy a used one. There are many used ones that are in perfect condition, selling for half the price or a quarter of the price of the original brand new one. So you go on Craigslist or eBay or Amazon, your favorite online store, and you, you look for a used grill. So you buy this beautiful Weber grill, but it's used, and you get it for $200, they ship it, you open it up, it's beautiful, gorgeous, spotless. There's not a, nothing, there's no, no stains, it is 
looks beautiful. They really cleaned it before they gave it to you, but you know what was used. So halakhically, are you allowed to use this grill? Can I just, right away, get the gas and start grilling my steak? Or do I say one second? Well, first of all, I have to title the, the oven rack, the, the grill rack, that's for sure. But let's say I titled it already. So can I now use it or do I have to say, wait, there's something wrong here. So there's a concept in halacha that we clearly see from Sukkim that even though something is clean, if it was used for non-kosher in a, uh, in, in a situation where they used heat, it was used to cook non-kosher food, there's a concept of bliyas. Bliyas means there's taste that gets into those kalim, and in subsequent cooking, the taste is going to come out. So even though, what do you mean, Rabbi, there's nothing on it, it's a, it's a perfectly clean grill. So we know you can't just go to McDonald's and you can be the first customer of the day, assuming they clean their grill over, you know, after the night shift, they clean it, and now you want to get a uh, a burger, so you'll get an impossible burger or a uh, beyond meat burger. It's it's vegetarian. It's having to be those, those items are kosher. You can't get that made on a non-kosher grill, even if the grill is clean. There's a concept of of blias. Now, just by the way, when you buy something online, so a used item from, from a non-Jew, you have to go by Rive, and Rive, the, the, the people in the world, do not keep kosher, and one would definitely have to kosher their, their grill. Okay, so where do we see this in the Chumash? So if you look in Parshas Matos, after the war with Midian, so, so he says like this, he lists six metals, gold, silver, and copper, barzel, iron, bedil, you have lead, uh, you have tin, ferris and lead, anything that was used in fire, so you imagine your shawarma spit, or your grill, your your grill rack, taviru it must be passed through fire, and the Torah Shabbat tells us this means, in order for you to now use it, you have to kosher it. If something was used with direct heat, direct fire, even a, even a, uh, a grill pan, perhaps a frying pan, even an oven, uh, a sheet pan for baking, if something was used directly with fire, so halach is taviru the only way to kosher it, is to transfer this, is to get this through fire, tavir beish. Vitar, that will be tar, that will be considered kosher. Then it says, ach b'menida yishata. Most Rishonim learn this means that there's a concept of toivlinin in the mikvah. So first you kosher it, and then you toivl it. And then it says, v'chol shalayavar beish, if it was not used directly in fire, so seemingly it was used with a water, yet a liquid medium. It wasn't, you weren't grilling something, you were cooking something. So let's say something was cooked, a non-kosher liquid, or you had non-kosher food cooked in a kosher liquid, but either way, you had non-kosher food being cooked. So then the Pasuk says, Taviru Bamayim, you should pass this into water, which what we call Hagalah. So this is learned out, there's a Gemara in Zvachim, there's a Gemara in Avodah Zara, Gemara in Sechim, there are different, many different uh, Gemaras in Shas that touch upon this, and that's what we know as Kashros Kalim, uh, or Hagalah's Kalim, Heksha Kalim, Basically, you have a bliya inside a pot. The pot was used for non-kosher soup. So the halach is, in order for me to get this taste out of that soup, I have to do what was done to it originally. How did it get in? So, a, so we call this in halacha keboiloi, the way it absorbed it, kach poltoi. That's the way it's going to spit it out. So how did this grill or pot uh, get the taste? So if it was done through cooking, so I have to do hagala. I have to cook this pot up again. We're going to see how high, 212, and then we're, then it will be kosher. Or if, you, if it was taviru beish, if it was literally 
uh, used in direct heat. It was used on a, on a grill, a shawarma spit, um, even a spatula, perhaps a frying pan. We'll get to these halachas. So then, halacha is you would need to do libo, and you would actually have to use a fire to get rid of this, to get rid of the iser. So when you call your rabbi with a shiling, say I just trafed up my X or my whatever, whatever you want to call it, my pot X, I, tra- I trafed up. So the rabbi is going to ask you a few questions. First of all, we're going to see that there are Rishonim that say it depends how the item is typically used. We don't really care how you just use it. We care about Roiv Tashmishoy. How is the item typically used? What's it typically used for? Cooking with water or no water? And additionally, he'll ask you, how was this item trafed up? Let's say you used a frying pan and you made, uh, you made, you made dairy pancakes in a fleshy frying pan. So the rubber would a- should ask you, was it used, did you have oil? in the frying pan, or was it just used with a spray pan or a little bit of butter, but there was no liquid uh, between the pancake and the frying pan. And it really depends how you're going to capture it. If it was, there's a liquid there, so then we do hagola. All I need is to do is boil up the water, so in the frying pan I would just put it into a pot of boiling water. However, if there was no liquid medium, it was just a pan spray, so then it seems like I would need libun, it was, it's direct heat, and direct heat needs Libun in order to kasher it. So that is the basic introduction into Hilchas uh, kasheres of uh, kasheres Akalim. We're going to see in the next few shiurim that although the Torah only lists only lists six metals, so that comes up in Hilchas Tfilas Kalim, Only these six metals seemingly are chayev in Tfilas Kalim. So there are many other halachas in Tfilas Kalim. We'll just touch upon them as we get into the halachas of Hechsher Kalim. And we'll talk about china. We'll talk about using glass plastic, and all the different materials, various materials, had a kasher, it can they be kashered. So we will get into that tomorrow as we begin and continue our discussion on Hilchas Pesach.